Welcome to the Fat AZ Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined here by Vance and Todd Young from Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on the phone. Um, things are a little different this week. Uh, Todd's not up at camp. He's actually at home. And uh, so I guess, you know, we're still being brought to you by Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides on Facebook, uh, and Fat AZ Muskie Products, name of the podcast, uh, fatazmuskie.com, Fat AZ Muskie Products on Facebook. Find us there, get in touch with us, be a part of the podcast, and uh, enjoy it. It's free. Uh, we usually start off the podcast with a Todd Young fishing report, but this is the first time that we haven't had Todd fishing in the last week. Um, well, it's not the first time, but uh, he hasn't really fished all that much, at least in New York, but yeah. we do have a fishing report from local uh, that was Vance today. So, Vance? Yeah. Well, the past couple of days, actually. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you did. Yeah. So, so I, I, I picked up my boat the one day, and I, I went to put it on the water. Uh, still had a, a, some problems with it, but I said I was just going to... I wanted to fish. It, 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 it's been a very long time, so I kind of... Do you remember how? I Yeah, I was rusty, though. Okay. I mean, I, I you know, it, getting in there, learning a, a whole different boat, how, how it drifts, how it, how it maneuvers around you know, the type of stuff that I was fishing. Um, so it, it was, it was like, you know, it was like taking your boat out for the first time. That's all. But, uh, I fished for collectively over the weekend, maybe about mm, five hours, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, then again today we, I, I got a full day in, which was, which was a lot of fun, but, um, over the weekend, uh, Seems, you know, just like if Todd was there and if it was his report, I mean, you still get the fish cast. And um, I was, I casted uh, the entire time. Um, got some, you know, a lot, nothing too big, but uh, some, some fish in the lower 40s and whatnot. Uh, went out one day, got three. Uh, the next day I got four uh, with my girlfriend. And then today we went out. Uh, I skipped the day on, on, on Sunday. I, I had to, uh, go home. I, and, uh, I didn't get out on the water and, uh, apparently I think it was a little bit, it was windy. It was windy. It was blowing up, here. So it was blowing pretty, pretty heavily up there. So when I returned today to go fish, um, the, uh, section of the lake that I was fishing was, uh, a little bit more of a stained water. It was a little more, more mucked up and whatnot. And, um, I mean, how did that? We how did that a, change the program? I started the day off. There was there the most wind was in the morning. It was about ten mile an hour wind, a, a legit ten mile an hour wind in my back. Um, and throughout the day, it the the it's it switched wind. It was it was blowing south, and then uh, about a couple hours into the trip, it it laid flat, blew a little bit from the north, and then it just went dead flat calm and it was sunny it i mean nothing was moving it was like glass out there today it was a very 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 tough fishing day really it was i i, I thought for sure it was gonna it was gonna be a nice day but I, it was warm it was like 60 65 degrees today i mean i i stripped down all my layers of clothing it was just crazy and it was just one of those days where you know like classic book read all, all the all the all of a sudden you get your wind and then all of a sudden it turns to glass. 
I was probably missing Mitch is what I, what I needed. You didn't have Mitch. I didn't have Mitch. No, Mitch is back back with Todd. And uh, I mean, I casted my butt off today. And I had some lethargic follows, a couple nice fish. Um, I had a friend out with me uh, who came up from home. Um, he got his first casting muskie, which was, a, it was a nice fish. It was a 40. Um, you know, that, he was really, really excited about that. Um, but I mean, other than that, I just could not get any fish to take a dang bait today. They just would look at it, swim back into the weeds. I mean, it was just crazy. I, I, and I haven't fished in a while to put a day in like of just solid, you know, six hours, just straight casting. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm, I'm freaking, my butt is kicked right now. I can't stand either not seeing a fish or having these lazy follows like they were, t- they were taunting me. It was just crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm beat right now. I'm beat right now being back in the swing of things. But other than that. So you classify a one fish day as tough fishing. I, I, I guess I would, yeah. I mean, I, well, the, the other days, you know, I got some action and whatnot. And, and you know, it, it was a tough day because you see, you, you know, the, the lake turned flat. Everything mm-hmm. just, it was just glass out there. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was unbelievable. It was Indian summer. It was, it was nuts. November 2nd. You know, November 2nd. What was the water temp? About 50 degrees. 50. Yeah. And. Well, it went down a lot the last week then. Yeah. Hmm. We had a frost this morning here. It was cold. Yeah, this, I had a it frost was, here too. It was cold this morning, but and it just it turned into summer all of a sudden. It was it was just wild. I guess I would have thought that you know. Well, I'm also I fish a little bit different waters. These days like this, I find I tend to do better. Yeah. But I'm also on a different grading scale than you. I. You know, I mean, not, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just, for me, fishing the boat's a good day. Yeah, I was excited. My my buddy got his first casting fish. What did he catch it on? He caught it on a three mile perch raptor. Nice. Yeah. First edition. First edition. Yeah. It was good. It was it, it old was a fun school time. One. And, and that that fish came early in the morning. It came with about fifteen casts into the trip. So it it was it was. I was excited, and I thought we were on to something, and then, I mean, it was just... Was there frost on the pumpkins when you caught it? I don't think. There might have been. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd, have, I'd have to call home for that. But it was, <clears throat> it was cold in the morning, and then, you know, just crazy wind change. Weather's, weather's changed up, the lake went flat, and then, you know. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many stories have you heard for, about that stuff, you know, about how those changes just turned stuff off? Just about every single article that you could read, mm-hmm. it mentioned something. I got crushed. I needed Mitch. I was using the Mitch color, but it was not nine nine fifteen. Nine nine fifteen, and you got a nine nineteen fifteen right behind yeah. you. Nine nine fifteen. That I've already threatened that I'm going to sell it. <laughs> Todd hasn't seen this. It's it's a ten inch three uh, mud puppy. Oh yeah. That has the correct date on it. Yeah. That I just cannot get him to come pick this thing up. I threatened him. I said, "There's people out there that kill for this bait." Oh God, I would. It's the third, third Mitch, and probably the last Mitch ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know too many guys named Mitch, but 
but it was it was good it was good being back out. I had fun, you know. Yeah. Now, how how's the boat? Give us an update on the boat. How's everything going with it? Before we get into the meat of the podcast, the boat is okay. There was there was a problem when I first picked it up. Uh, my transducers, uh, the puck to <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My transducers were basic. They were mounted underneath the boat. No, did a marina do this with a twenty five year veteran pro? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, it was dealer setup, and you know, I take, I take, I took the boat out on the first day, uh, that for about the fourth time. I thought it was going to be the first day, you know, first time out on the water. Everything was going to be good. I get in, get in the boat. These things are mounted underneath the transom by about an inch. There's a gap between the top of the transducer and the bottom of the boat. It's, right. Yeah, it is. It is the hummingbird with this. Both of them side of side imaging. Yes. Yeah, and they are. You have probably an inch gap from the top of, like Vance said, the top of the transducer. Inch gap. Yeah. And then bottom of the boat. Yeah. They're hanging low. They were hanging low. So, I get in there, kick forward, turn turn everything on. Uh, and I'm shooting up a rooster tail that's about 15 foot in the air. And this thing is shooting directly up into my motor and ricocheting off of it and continuing up about 15 feet. And, I mean, I, 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 was, I was getting drenched. And when, when I would come off plane, the water that was shooting up into my motor was coming out of my motor. So if you can imagine, all this water is getting shot from the bottom of the boat while it's... While it's on plane is shooting up into the bottom of the housing of, of, of this Verado motor. And when I would come off plane, I realized I was looking back, I'm looking at this rooster tail. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I, I stopped the boat. I come off plane. I just get drenched. All this water comes out of the motor. There's how, how could you describe that tube? Okay. There is, if, if anyone can picture like, like a, a big outboard motor, there's always like, a spot where all the cables and fuel line and stuff go into the motor. This has probably, I'm going to say, like a two inch, two and a half inch, like a corrugated looking yeah, it looks plastic like, tube. Yeah, it looks like something on your vacuum at home. Yeah, it's like, and all of his, you know, like all of the control gun. stuff, the important things that control the engine, it's shooting straight out of the front of this this engine, right? Like yeah. where the, the cowlings meet. Yeah, so and, it's shooting, and it's shooting out... I mean, and there is a ton of water. It looks like a fire hose. It, it comes out, it goes past the splash well, onto the <laughs> casting platform, and basically back to the, the heels of my boots, I got drenched. I mean, this happened every time I came off plane. Right, and, and what, what had happened is, is like what Vance was describing, the pucks were shooting this rooster tail up. There's a couple holes in the bottom cowling of, of this Verado because I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, that can't, that doesn't sound right. They're probably the size of like a quarter and it must be to drain any water that somehow gets in the cowling. Well, it was shooting up into this hole, filling up the bottom cowling there and coming out this, this pipe. So it makes perfect sense from what you're describing. Yeah. So that happens, uh, and of course, I call Andy, uh, <laughs> and basically, we before uh, I, I took it out the next morning, and it was doing the same thing, and I, I was just drenched. There was so much water in the boat; it was crazy. Um, and we brought it over here. We moved the pucks up a lot, a lot, and 
you know, how many inches? I mean, I, we probably, we probably, I went, I, I gave him the option. If anyone's out there's mounted a, a fish finder, and I know Todd has a story about hit the, the pucks on hit one of his previous boats. Um, I would sooner have the puck up a little too high than too low. Mm. At least where I'm fishing, I even have mine on a breakaway that I've actually, yeah, I almost, I almost have to take a photo to, to describe it. But if I hit a log or something, this piece breaks away and I don't bust up my Lorance side imaging yeah. enormous transducer. So yeah. anyways, I play it safe and I keep mine a little higher than what I should, but I would rather not have them hanging down to get damaged. Yeah. So I gave Vance that option. We probably picked them up. I'm going to say three inches. Yeah. At three, least. At least at three. Least. I mean, it, it was, oh my gosh, it was just crazy how much water was coming in there. I, I just couldn't believe it. And I thought it was, I thought, you know, you never know. I thought my motor was going to get screwed up. You know, I, mm-hmm. the thing has so much water in it in the begin to begin with. I mean, it's put, putting all that water through that, that engine. You know, it, 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 a lot of these dealers are, are mounting it. They're, they're opening the book and reading what it says in the book. Mm-hmm. And the book tells you, you know, don't place it in front of any rivets. Well, I mean, on your boat, my boat, Lund, Lumocraft, it's impossible. Yeah, there's rivets all because, over. Because there's, there's that, that seam there at the transom meeting the bottom of the hull. Yeah, they're they're a quarter inch apart. There's rivets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you didn't grind yours off. It, yeah, <laughs> and, and then and then it also says to make sure it's mounted. Well, you know, you're not going to read good okay high speeds, and you know, make sure it's beneath the bottom. But you cannot mount them. You can't mount them below the bottom of the boat because I had the same thing happen in my boat. It was mounted below the bottom of the boat, and I couldn't even hold on to my steering wheel. I mean. Uh, that side of my boat was, you know, practically out of the water. <laughs> it was throwing water 10 feet in the air. I mean, you don't see boats doing that, you know. Uh, but you probably have a, you know, you have a hard time reading when you're going full, full speed uh, when it's not like that. But, but that's all these people are doing. Yeah. They're, they're reading, they're mounting the way it says that you cannot mount those big pucks beneath the bottom of the boat it just doesn't work (laughs) let me add that when i pulled the boat out of the water the pucks were shooting straight up in the air so you couldn't read anyway so i couldn't my graphs were screwed up i was like okay it's the pucks my Mm -hmm. graphs were reading like 500 feet that's some deep water clear to the other shore (laughs) yeah it was it was was, was, i was like oh my gosh it's your homegrown side imaging Mm -hmm. yeah makeshift but you know and, and so i mean even I mean, some people who who buy get boats and whatnot. I mean, you know, if they've never experienced that, I mean, that's that's you know, I mean that that little puck can have. It's crazy to think that those pucks have so much influence on what's going on with the entire hall when you're driving. A little puck, the thing's like two inches wide, maybe. But I mean, of course, yeah. these ones are they're four inches long, but still, that's what's taking the brunt of that wa- that water. Todd, that story you said, you could barely steer your boat. I, mean, yeah, I couldn't even steer. I mean, I had to, like, hold on to the steering wheel with both hands and try not to fall into the, my buddy's seat beside me because it was, when you would just take off, it just lifted that whole side of the boat up out of the water. <laughs> Once again, it was going, like, 10, 10, you know, 
10 feet in the air, you know. Yeah. And then I did the same thing, called my dealer. and was like, guys, you mounted the, oh, that's the way you mounted I was like, you come up here and take a ride with me. You've never seen, I've never, <laughs> ever seen a boat going down. It was the size that comes out of a jet ski on it. It was, you know, 10 times larger, you know. And you were sitting sideways. Yeah. I was sitting sideways. I had to hold on to I mean, I had to, like, put my feet on the floor. Why would it just fall off the seat? I mean, that's, that's how much it can lift it up. Uh, you know, luckily it didn't rip them off. But that's it. And then it, it flips them up in the air. Yeah. You just can't. It, nobody has a mount like that. So I was thinking, like, what if that thing would have came flying off <laughs> the back of my boat and would have wrapped the, around the motor, could have wrapped around the prop, Jacked me in the head. I couldn't have a head right now. Well, I was thinking more like Three Stooges. It came out, comes one up, clunks you right in the forehead. Yeah. Little sound effect. Yeah. Clunk. Yeah. <laughs> the sound effect. Yeah. The sound effect of me screaming and then drowning. Well, you know, and it makes you wonder, you know, and, and I, I, I read stories often. I'm on a lot of forums and, and with boat setups, you know, just about everything. I, I really enjoy reading stuff. How many people are taking deliveries of new boats that never owned a boat, never knows... They just go out and buy a boat, brand mm-hmm. new boat. Mm-hmm. Are not getting their stuff set up correctly. Yeah. I mean, and just saying, well, that's just the way it goes. After my experiences, I would imagine... Everybody. All of them. I mean... Every boat delivered is not set up right. I mean, unless you're going in there and, like... That thing comes set up from the factory or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the motor's already hanging off the back of it. Like, I want that boat, okay, sold, happy ending. Yeah. Like I said, it still does not ring true, the best day is picking up the boat. <laughs> I, this is not the best day at all for me. Well, hopefully you're not going to have another one of those for a while. Mm, hopefully forever. But, but I mean, just... Power steering, everything good? Power steering works. I mean, it's um, it's almost right there. I mean, I fished out of it comfortably today. I stayed dry. It Everything worked. Uh, you know, and the power st- that that power steering is fantastic. I mean, I I can I can uh, back up that claim. I I drove it Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's Monday night right now, and uh, it was a lot of fun. In fact, you didn't even want to drive it. I drove it the whole time. Yeah, I'm I was I was pretty much sick of it. You were sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> I was sick of it at, at that point. I said, "Go ahead, drive it. See yeah, see that- if you could figure something out." Because and uh, we're, we got one more tweak we're going to do. Hopefully, we're going to do that this weekend, and then you're going to be 100% perfect, and you can winterize it and put it away for the year. Absolutely. And then... Uh, Another we'll, thing that was interesting about fishing today is that I... It, it gets dark so soon. I, it, was, it, was, it was pitch black out there at, at like 5.30. You know, you, you should be out there with your lights on. I love it. It was nuts. I love daylight savings. Yeah. What I don't like about it, it doesn't, I don't love it as much now as I did three and a half years ago. Yeah. The kids don't understand it (laughs) when they're little. Yeah. And it messes up your sleep because of that. Yeah. But I like that it gets dark earlier because I can do stuff after work without missing anything at home. Yeah. So. There you go. I missed out on some fishing hours, but it is what it is. I just got to get up sooner. I was up. I was ready to go. It was a good day. Good day. I know. And, uh, all right, so we got the boat update. We got the local fishing report. 
the, the topic that we're going to kind of talk about today was a topic brought up to me from a, from a person who emailed me. I didn't get permission to use his name, so I'm not going to. It was, uh, he wanted to hear some Canadian fishing stories. And uh, unfortunately, I have never fished in Canada, ever. I don't even know if I've been to Canada. I went to Niagara Falls once, but you don't have to be in Canada to enjoy that. Was it horseshoe side or? I was like five. I just remember having to put on like a plastic bag because I was... Well, I could guarantee you if you were there, you, you at least saw Canada. I've seen Canada before. There you go. I mean, I've been on Lake Erie and I've seen parts of Canada. Mm. But uh, I've never been on in Canadian water. Um, so I have nothing to contribute here. Vance, you've been up there several times. And Todd could practically... Write a book. Write a book and several movies. <laughs> So I'm just going to sit back and kind of ask questions, make comments, pretty much what I do anyway. So, uh, <laughs> last, yeah, good. last week you guys went to Lake Nipissing. We talked about that last podcast. We, we might as well start there. And then after that we can, hopefully we can stem some conversations off that with some of Todd's and Vance's other experiences up in Canada. Absolutely. Well, we can touch base on our, our most recent one, uh, which was Nipissing. Nipissing. Okay. Last last week, we went fishing Lake Nipissing. My parents were nice enough to get a, uh, a guided trip up there uh, on Lake Nipissing. Um, what was the guide's name? Danny Columbi. Columbi? Colum- I, I apologize, Dan, if you're listening... We don't know exactly how to pronounce your name correctly. Yeah. What was the guide service name? Nipissing Muskies. Okay. Check him out. Find yeah. him. I'm sure he has websites. Mm-hmm. He does have a website. I don't know what it is. I should have done my homework, but... And by last week, we mean one day. We went fishing for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that. Well, we... Explain the trip. I don't care who. Todd, go ahead. You, you take, it, take it away. Yeah, so, you know... <laughs> Say the place I've never been. I mean, it's big fish water. Uh, it's it's uh, you know the mouth of the French River come, <clears throat> is right there. Uh, going down into uh, uh, you know the Georgian Bay. I mean, this is big. You know, big time, big time waters. I, I never... I've never been there. I had a lot of friends that have, but. Uh, you know, not a place I've been. I, I, I've been on the Georgian Bay a few times, and you know, I fished a lot of different lakes in Canada, but just never got to Nipissing. So, you know, Vance had this trip, and he's like, "I want to go myself." He, we started talking about it early summer because I said, "I gotta, uh, you know, I gotta set a couple of days aside and not book any trips." So, yeah, we drove up. It was a nice drive. Decent <laughs> weather getting up there. We got up and uh, uh, you know, got our place to stay. You know, everything was pretty smooth. Met up with Dan the first day, and we went out and started, uh, uh, you know, hit the, hit the water with him. We did some trolling first and uh, pulled in. He was very, Dan, Dan was very excited about it. He is using some fat easy rod holders. He purchased those. You know, a while back, we took a couple Project X's with us, which he was just, you know, sitting there staring at them for a long time. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's very interested in those, too. <laughs> we did a little trolling. Uh, and, 
yeah, he decided what you know he wanted to see some of these Raptors work, and he wanted to see some just doing some fiction. So I I take him a box of some stuff up and, and uh, basically had like eight Raptors in it and uh, pulled into some dead dying weeds and uh, started pitching. I grabbed the old beat up walleye and uh, uh, unbeknownst to Vance, I didn't even give him a choice. I reached in and I pulled out Mitch. Yeah, handed Mitch to Vance and said, "Here you go." I didn't know Mitch had a passport. He, yeah, and I didn't even know he was making the trip. Honestly, he stared me dead in the eyes and just says, "Mitch." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Did did, yeah. did Danny know who Mitch was, or did you guys tell the story of Mitch? Not really. I don't think we touched on touched on it much. I mean, we we gave him a little rundown of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After the following, uh, you know, after the event. And he said the uh, same thing as we've been gotten a lot of uh, uh, messages and stuff. He's like, well, I, I'd like a Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we told him the story of Mitch. But anyhow, I'll let, I'll let Vance go from here. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we casted for about five minutes. Yeah. So we get, we get in there, uh, you know, after trolling and, and whatnot. And, you know, he's gun ho to see how the Raptors work and whatnot. And, like I said, Todd opened up the box. He took a wa- takes a wallet, and hands me Mitch, you know. And you go up to this place, and I don't expect to even see a fish, you know. Okay. One day, giant waters, giant fish. It's like you're fishing for Moby Dick, you know, okay. out there. This like mythical beast of this giant musky. How, how big is the lake? Mm. And you, I, I can't. I can't. Like super enormous. I mean, it's big. It's very, very big. I don't even. I, you know, the the area that we were fishing, we might have fished like an eighth of the lake. It's just enormous. Okay. And then there's other stuff. Yeah, and you and, and you like can't see shore when you're. I mean, mm. I mean, we could always see shore, but there was a lot of when you were looking in a circle. There was a long time you couldn't see. Yeah, yeah you just the way across. Yeah, it was like yeah. looking the, over at a great lake. You know, you just can't see mm-hmm. the other side. Uh, and, you know, we, we pull into this spot and it's out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a, uh, a shallow weed flat and there's... Don't, don't give away spots. Yeah. Very, very, yes. <laughs> it's going to be hard to find. <laughs> it's going to be very hard to find. <laughs> but believe me, I couldn't find it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me neither. But, uh... So, you so he hands me Mitch, we're all, we all start chucking raptors. He's, he loves a bait. Uh, the the way it's working and whatnot, and I have Mitch out, and I got five minutes. Okay. This fish hits. I have, and from my experience, I it, it, this fish something hits. Okay. Okay. I'm like, okay, this is a pike. This the, going through my head, I was like, this has to. Okay. Be a did pike. did you like set the hook and be excited, or did you just immediately say this is a pike and dismiss it? No, I said something's on here. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Well, I got something on here." <laughs> Not excited or, or at all because I'm when I'm saying that I'm thinking Pike. When I think Canada, in Canada, I mean it's just like Pike City up. There. Are there Pike up there in I, Nipissing? I imagine there is. Think, I, oh yeah, there is. Okay. Mm. Yeah, there's Pike in Nipissing. Um, and so I set the hook. I start start reeling in and. Fish takes a little run. Notice it's not a pike. Got a little bit of weight to it. And, uh, you know, 
this, uh, you know, it's a muskie. I couldn't believe it. I okay. still couldn't believe it. You know, and, and we're, you know, we get it into the net and all that stuff. And, you know, I, me and Todd, Todd are just, you know, we're just scream like, Mitch! Mitch! We couldn't believe and it. And then did, did you give give the story of Mitch before or after this fish? After. Because okay. we kind of said, we, me and him were like, we we were like giggling about it. We were just like, I, I can't believe this happened. This, I didn't expect to even see a fish, and I thought it was a pike, and it turns out to be a muskie. And you know, it it was just hysterical that it happened on Mitch too. It, it's like the thing; it, it's a special lore. You know, I. <laughs> I, went, I when I saw when I saw the fish swim by the boat. Uh, you know the guy Dan. He, Dan came back into the net, and I just looked. And I could. I just started laughing, and I, that's all I said was, "Mitch." Yeah, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> we were screaming that. We were more excited about about the like the the fact the, that it was Mitch. The fact that it was Mitch, and it yeah. was then it was an actual muskie. Thinking about the the, the you know just the story of Mitch. Yeah, we've t- we've told it on here. It just is crazy how you go up there and it hits on Mitch. And I got to show. I can finally show you this picture. It he nets it, and it is just absolutely perfect in the net. It, it, he nets it. The fish is in the net, and just the name Mitch is staring. Right Seriously, at me. yeah, I got to show you this. And you have to send it to me. I'm gonna try to put it as the cover. Look at this. Oh my god. Can you believe that? It says Mitch. I was like, I was on a panic. I was like, Todd, give me my phone. I had my phone in my hand. Okay. Like already. Give give me my get get the phone. I gotta get a picture. Where's my sunglasses? They're on your head. You ever do that? He probably thought it was yeah, oh absolutely. He probably thought it was like amateur hour. He was like, this isn't really that that big of a fish. Yeah, is this his kid's first fish? I was like, I gotta get a picture of this. It's this this hysterical picture. I mean, Mitch is just in it's plain view. It's plain view of this. It, it, it was just it, such a special, special moment. Just adding to the story of Mitch. I mean, that, that's just crazy. Here's the, here's the fish, too. It was like a 43, but... Oh, that's a beautiful fish. Yeah, it's, it was... It's pretty, really clear. Yeah, it's clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the muskies up there are just... You know, at least, at least that whole area that I fish up there... <laughs> Most of them are just, uh, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're clear. Just clear, light shade of green. Those fish, the pictures I saw from the thing, they were, they were even more white or mm-hmm. clearer than, you know, the big ones, that's what they were calling them up there. That's what everyone's looking for, these white whales that are feeding on herring and stuff. And mm-hmm. believe me, the guts of some of them, they looked a little bit like whales. Uh, yeah. You know, and this is the time of year that they're really targeting the, those those giant fish. There's like herring runs. So I mean, it, it, it was a different fishery for me. I've never fished, you know, that many places where you're where you're targeting fish. Uh, you know, they're feeding on that main the main forage for them is out there uh, on that open open water. You know, traveling herring and stuff like that. You know, so. It, it was different, so yeah. Mitch, Mitch pulls our fish. We we didn't we didn't cast very long. We hit another couple spots, and you know the the, the spots were far between. We were just hitting rock humps. Yeah. And he has a three hundred uh, Verado on there, and you know we would hit a hit a hit a hump, reel in, fire it up, and take off. That's why I was losing. I mean, 
You know, I, I was the typical client on this trip, and then I was looking around. I knew which direction we had to go, but man, when you take off going like 50-some miles an hour, mm-hmm. out through the middle of nowhere, and then you pull up to your next GPS point, and I'm looking like, man, how far did we go already? <laughs> yeah, take crazy. a 10-minute run, go 50 miles an hour, you're covering some some water, and uh, uh, it was a beautiful area. Uh, we got blown the heck off the next day. It's when that, it was just terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't make it out, so we sort of packed up and headed home. So we, we put about 12 or 14 hours of driving in for a... Eight-hour fishing day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it was... Cold, cold enough. That was our that was our action. It, it, it was a neat trip. It's always neat to go to waters like that, you know, where you have the chance to... I mean... Every year, the main the, the, every year the biggest muskies caught in this are either coming out of the Georgian Bay area or the St. Lawrence. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. the facts are the facts. Mm-hmm. They catch a lot of big ones. They catch a ton of big ones out there in Minnesota. They're getting a ton of you know big fish at St. Clair. Those Great Lakes fish, but the absolute giants every season. It's a picture of usually one of those two bodies of water. So it's always neat to be there. I mean, you have that chance. Yeah, uh, incredible that was the fun part about going to those places. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun, and to have Mitch pull through. To, to was that the only fish you guys saw? Mm-hmm. Well, we caught a smallmouth too. A smallmouth on a legend perch bait. Okay. So. Well. Yeah. So that, that, that's another <laughs> funny thing. You know, we show up there. We grab sports to troll. I can't remember what that one was, but. Uh, you know, it, it, it's one raw guy, and uh, he pulls out, you know, a, a legend perch great. Brian Boyer lives over towards Indiana, Pennsylvania, right here by us. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out a, uh, essentially it was a Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hog, it's a big, like a 12, 12 inch bait. And, you know, two or three baits are you know, people that we know very well. That were your na- that are literally your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that said, it's in front of these baits, these trolling baits from around our area. I mean, it's it's huge. <laughs> and, and then he's putting his rods in rod holders. Yeah, he's just like, literally like it's most of his trolling setup. I mean, other than like rods and line and stuff. Yeah, are coming from a 60, 70 mile yeah little area in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I I, I was. I was dumbfounded by that. I, I couldn't... It's just this nuts to think. We're all the way up here. And these lures are... And there's he probably has more baits from our area than some of the guys trolling mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. this area have. Yeah, it put, puts a lot into perspective there. It's just... It's a small world. Especially the musky world. You know, but... It, you know, all those those baits are just from here. It's a, a half a half hour, forty five minute drive from here. All those baits are all the way up in Nipissing, just really, really far up there. Uh, you know, to see those baits, I, I was just like, this is crazy. You know, a lot of musky, a lot of musky action comes from the seventy nine belt here. The seventy nine Interstate seventy nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was great to have. 
Mitch pulled that out, and I mean, it was just a fantastic experience. Dan and and Dan is is a is a phenomenal dude. He's just fantastic, fantastic guy. So we had a blast. Nice. And he had lunch for us too. Lunch. Yeah. Like what kind of lunch? Like these organic wrap, like turkey wraps. Oh, like okay. bean sprouts on them and organic grapes and stuff. It was nice. I thought they were excellent, but the whole time I was sit when when he broke out lunch. I mean, I'm I I enjoy stuff like that. I know Vance does absolutely. And, uh, the first thing I was thinking, boy, I'm, most of my friends would would not want. I don't I don't know if Andy would have ate. Well, I, I <laughs> I'm picky, but it's like a different kind of picky in that I think I've explained this before. Yeah. Don't mess with stuff. Burger and bun, hot dog and bun. That's insane. And I find that it just clutters it up with crazy stuff. Now, here's something else. If I'm with someone and they say, I packed you a lunch, mm-hmm. if it's like something I absolutely do not like, I will not eat it. But if it's something like, ah, oh, geez, I, you packed this full of stuff I don't really want, but I'm going to just, I'm good at shutting up and doing stuff. So... <laughs> Holding your nose and eating. I would, I would just eat it because I'm like, well, obviously I'm not going to die. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I burger and bun. Where can you even get that? It's easy. They it's the main ingredients wait, for a to, burger. You have to like wait and special order it. Yeah. I have to special order just burger and bun. Yeah. Hey, can you like not longer. put any, not put anything on it, please? Even like when you're even little. Even with the cash register go. Yeah. Nothing? That's it. <laughs> I got all Just I need. Burger in the bun. Burger. Really? I like the taste of cow. Why oh, would yeah. you mess it up? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you just can't. Burger Simplicity. bun, hot dog bun. They don't even make that stuff like like in fast food chains, like the plain burger. All the famous like McDonald's with the Big Mac, how they got it popular. Even their little. Bur- well, yeah, you do have to special order just a plain burger and bun at a fast food joint. <laughs> yeah. But when you're cooking them on your own grill. You just kind of flip it right onto the bun and start eating it. Jeez. But I guess we kind of got sidetracked mm. on picking on me yeah. about my food choices. Yeah, no. Um, just clarifying. Clarifying, yep. It's a polite It'll word. probably come up again later. Burger and bun. I'm going to tell you, like Todd knows, when we went down to Cave Run, what is it, 20, was that 2013 we went? Mm. Or 2012, I, I forget what year. We stopped at like Arby's and ate every time because that's literally like burger and bun. That is, yeah, roast beef and bun. Yeah, and I don't get any of that crap, that horsey sauce, none of that stuff. Oh my god! But love it. It's it's nice, but then. So you guys are up there. What kind of boats are you running? Oh yeah, the boat. It's a. Uh, I am not too familiar with it, but it's a glass boat. It's a Triton. Okay. It has a Verado that actually works, so I was more concerned. I was more looking at this. Verado. Well, did it have power steering? Probably. Did you ask him if it was bled properly? <laughs> I was just I was mystified by it. I couldn't believe it. This thing was was pushing a boat, and I was dry, and you know. Okay. It was it was a big boat. I didn't even know the Triton made a boat that big. It, 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 the number on it was like twenty one six two yeah. two two sixteen or two. I mean. That's, that's it was a, a 20, 21 foot boat. Well, was it yeah. comparable to Ed's 621? 
Yeah, so yes, very comfortable. I mean, I, I would have to have them both sitting there to see what the differences were in those boats. Probably a few inches here and there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was a big, you know, j you know, like the Ranger. Mm -hmm. you know, it was a big boat like that. And so he had a 300 on it. Yeah, had a 300 on it Do you with have a, kicker? a 15 kick pro kicker. Okay. The thing moved like crazy. And it was it was pretty deep too. I mean, for, mm -hmm. you know, it was probably just as deep as, you know, probably like 45 inches deep or something like that. It, it was That would drive me nuts. You got a boat like that. And you can run if you want, if you went on fishing by yourself, one one rod. Yeah. And yeah, that's Canada. That's trolling, man. That's uh... <laughs> that's that, that that's nuts. Because like, I would be like, well, what side of the boat do I put my one rod on? Mm -hmm. Do I shoot it straight back? Yeah. Do I go off you know, <laughs> port, starboard? Um, yeah. One rod. Should I down rod it? Should I put it on a planer board? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it was a great boat. It was thing moved like crazy, going that fast. Nice big windshield on it, roomy. Big front casting platform. It's just like that Ranger, that Ranger stuff. But I've never seen one before. I mean, I don't know. Is that a Canada boat or is that Trident. Maiden? They have a legend up there in Canada. Yes, they do. That's not too popular down here. I know that. I want to think Jim Bortz. Most people won't know who I'm talking about with Jim Bortz, but he had a Triton, but it was an aluminum Triton. I don't know who built that hull, but it, it was a Triton. Yeah. And uh, the Ranger has an aluminum series too. Yeah, they just came out with that. Yeah, this was kind of like a like a bass boat style hull almost. But um, who knows? They might have been making that for a long time. I, I'm not sure. But that's the only other Triton that I've actually seen. I've been in Bortz's boat. Yeah. But uh, nice boat. Very nice. Now, who casted where? You I, guys both cast up front. Uh no. Uh, Dan was up front I was up front and Todd had the back casting platform did he need to show you how to work a bait caster mm -mm. okay good not at all I mean we were kind of showing him he wanted to see how those those raptors work mm -hmm. so we were kind of showing him how to uh, you know how we work them so the teacher became a student well for that little part he was excited about them nice they're fun you know. Nice. So that one rod a person, Todd. How has that affected you in your forty some years of going to Canada? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's just what you do, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when I when I leave from doing the the charter trips on Chautauqua, where you're running three rods per man. Uh, I, I never run four and six on my trips. I have hard enough time keeping six running. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's different. You know, you jump in. <laughs> You, know, you drive to Canada, you jump in, and you're like, well, I guess I got to pick a lure. Yeah. <laughs> and go with it, you know. You, you, I, I don't do a lot of experimenting up there. I mean, I go with what I know works. Uh, you, you can't do a lot of experimenting. Uh, Not trolling, at least. Trolling, yeah. Yeah, I mean, casting is what it is. But, you know, when you go out there and troll, I mean, it's like, you know, how long do you experiment? How long do you try a lure? Because this is your lure. I mean, yeah. that's it. You got one pull out, so it's a lot different. It, it's it, it was one one rod per man up in uh, in Minnesota for trolling. You know, I think that's another reason that you know there's a lot of areas that the guys still cast a lot. I mean, 
uh, it, you know, it's hard to compete. Uh, you know, you, you take two guys that go fishing on these places now that have three rods for man, they're running six poles. It's hard for those guys to reel that all in, throw it down, grab a rod, and put one bait on it, and start throwing it around. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just it just takes your chances. You know, it, 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 I, I think it's really hard for guys to do that. Uh, you know, that are looking for numbers and they're trying to, you know, what's your best chance? Well, obviously, you know, you're out with your dad or your friend or someone, you got six rods running the whole time. We were sitting there chucking a bait. You better be on a really good casting fight if you're if you're uh, going to try to compete with those six poles. You can experiment. You can put things at different depths. You know that's what makes it hard for guys to cast around here. But you know, like I said, up there in Canada, that's just always the way it's been. It used to be that way on St. Clair even, but they've 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 that they've put a St. Clair. It's probably maybe five years ago they passed the the law that you were allowed to troll to two rods in, in Canadian water up there. And I, I believe it's past the Georgian Bay also. It's sort of like the Great Lakes on the Great Lakes. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I understand. I've never been to the Georgian Bay recently, but... It makes packing nice. You don't have to take up as much gear. Yeah. No. It's easier on my equipment, you know, my tripling gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just grab a rod and go. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy to just pick one lure, too. Yeah. You know, they all have different action and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. It just is, it's crazy to have one lure out there trolling, too. I mean, that's just, is, that's brutal. That is brutal. I mean. But they have a nice, they have a nice thing up there. I mean, the muskies are plentiful and they're big, too. And it's probably all, it has to do with stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, what what's the big difference that that you see you know from area to area, the difference in muskies, even just you know a couple hours north of here in Canada, from from like the muskies we have here, the markings, their habits, you know what what do you do different in Canada? I I I, I fish the weed. You know it all depends on where you're going. Like I just said, you know we were talking about the, uh, you know you get onto those. Big lakes there, they have some herring and ciscos, things like that. But I don't, you know, a lot of the places you go, you don't deal with that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there, there's there's lakes around. I mean, when I say I've been to a lot, I mean, it feels like I've been to a lot. I mean, I've been to a dozen lakes or so in Canada. Uh, some of those lakes I've spent many, many, many weeks on. I mean, you're talking, I used to go three weeks a year or four weeks a year for many years you know we would go a couple weeks in june go you know when i was single when i was school when i could do it you know when i was a kid i always went with my grandpa we would go uh you know a week or two in the summer and then we would always go up for a week in uh in, in september uh uh the, the neat thing about the uh, about canada is i mean there's just it, it there, there's just endless water you know just endless bodies of water to target you know, some of the lakes have a lot of pike. Some don't have any pike at all, you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'd do that much different. I mean, I fish the same types of lake I enjoy fishing around here. We fish a lot of the weedy lakes. That whole course, the chain, I've spent a lot of time on a lot of those different lakes there. 
and and that surrounding area. I mean, you got to realize where where we live here. I mean, uh, uh, leaving from like Chautauqua, New York, there, uh, you're talking about a four or five hour trip. You're already up into Canada, into the heart of the Muskies. You know, I've never traveled out and went into Canada, north of Minnesota or Wisconsin or anything. You know, it's an unbelievable drive, but. Uh, we have a ton of good fishing right there. And as I said, I mean, within six hours, you can be on the St. Lawrence from around here, or you can be in the Georgian Bay. Where are bigger fish waters? The, 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 they're just plain aren't they? Mm-hmm. So if you want to go on those trophy hunts, you know, spend some time there. Uh, it's, it's really not that far. Uh, I just think that I, I've just been... You know, custom to doing it. You know, I've had a ton of, ton of great times, a ton of great memories up there, family and friends, and you know, uh, we used to drive up and go. Uh, you know, when I was like out of high school and and stuff, I would drive up and take my, I would take my grandpa's motor, uh, which was like a ten horse, and the gas can and the troll motor batteries. My, you know, a couple of my high school buddies and I would jump in the car, go up there, put all the motor, put the motor on and stuff and stay for two weeks <coughs> and just fish. <laughs> fish. Hey, uh, would you like have a cabin or would you just? No, no, yeah, we would, you know, we'd always take a place in a cabin, but you got to remember, I mean, it wasn't all that long ago, I mean, you, you, we were getting 40 and 50 cents on a dollar at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could go up there for a couple weeks and, you know, gas was the most expensive thing that we bought. And when you're running around with a 10 horse, you don't run gas like we do now. It needs motors, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just, it's just endless fishing, you know. Uh, the fish are, you know, a lot of the fish are clear. They, they you know, they don't look, uh, every lake seems to have, lake or area, you know, the fish have their own certain look to them. Uh, you know, we have the barred up fish here at Chautauqua, and some of those fish are very clear also, but, you know, typically they're going to have all the nice bars on it. Some people call them hybrids or tigers, and, you know, they're not, but, that, you know, it, 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 at first glance, some people would think that, because they're used to seeing those clear fish. Yeah. Those big, clear Canadian fish, you know. You know some of the lakes are all perch-fed, uh, you know, there's not a lot of roaming bait fish or anything, and, you know, the fish get big. It takes a long time. They get old. They haven't done any stocking up there since the 80s. So it's all natural fishery. I mean, that, that's, that's always kind of neat to fish that way. Uh, you know, still, still plentiful. And you can just pick little lakes, which we, you know, we, we, which we did. Find a little lake. There was a little gravel, uh, gravel launch on it, maybe a couple cottages and maybe one place that you could rent. They had a half a dozen cottages and go out there and fish and, you know, I pulled into lakes like that, and we just had, a, I mean, unbelievable muscle fishing, you know. Going out there and throwing some baits out and speed trolling with, you know, big 8- and 10-inch wilies and stuff. And, you know, I really believe that, you know, some of the bodies of water we hit, uh, that had hardly ever been done on it. I mean, these fish were, <laughs> it, 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 you know, these fish... We're All they knew what to do was eat those baits. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you pull onto a lake you've never been on, there's not even a map of it. I mean, you go out with caution. There's a lot of rocks. There's a lot of hazards. And, you know, 
we pull out there, I know one particular, like, you know, we went out, and by the time we got a little bit figured out, I mean, we got like 13 fish that day. Uh, that's pretty good for a place that you've never been to, but yeah. you, know, you know, as soon as we figured a little bit out and found some weed beds and started trolling past and buzzing these baits, and I mean, then, you know, I fished through that lake for four days, never really saw another uh, boat fishing. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, the fish are pretty uneducated. <laughs> Even up there at the Georgian Bay, like Dan was talking about pressure, I mean, you could see a dot on the horizon. You'd look at guys out there working, see? See, these people are working these humps now, or, you know, these people are doing this, and you're looking at you're like, whoa. There's one one boat, and he's one like boat three miles side. away. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> he knows who it is, and he knows what they're doing, and, you know. <laughs> it, nope. It's a lot different than fishing yeah. around here. It's just beautiful country. I absolutely love, uh, absolutely love Canada. I mean, I can tell stories about, you know, we, we got into doing tagging with the ministries at one time up there, uh, you know, our group, we had run out of the cottages that we stayed at, and, you know, we started tagging some fish, and then, uh, you know, we got into working with the ministries up well, there tagging fish, and just, I mean, it was just... Uh, talk, talk talk about that. Talk about the whole story of the tagging and stuff, because that that's, that's kind of interesting for me, because it's, you're working up there with, you know, the... For the Canadian waterways, you know, for the fish. Well, yeah, well, you know, what happened was, I, 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 as, as a group, you know, uh, and, and the fellow where we stayed at his place, John McBride, was really into it. And, you know, we got the idea. We wanted to tag some of these fish. I mean, we wanted to see if we were re-catching these same fish uh, and, and how often. You know, it's really hard to tell with those, with those waters. So, you know, we got to talking to some you know, however we found all that information out, we were doing tags, you know, we, we were putting the tags in them, the, like the little float tags, you know, and, uh... No, what, what kind of, what, what, what is that? It's like, you know, the old t-shirts, like, that you put into a, uh, you know, when you buy a t-shirt, it has a little T, plastic T on it. Yep. Oh, yeah. That it, you know, to, to hold the price tag on. Yeah, yeah, okay, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what we had, you know, we wiped the, we wiped the needle with alcohol, you had a tag number on there. There was a number to a phone call number to call, and uh, you know we, we started just we started just doing it up there. And you know what I mean? It was it was it was the people that were staying at the lodge for the summer. Uh, the, the fisheries found out you know that we were doing this or some tags showing up and such, and then uh, you know they got involved. They 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 were buying the tags for us for a while, and then it it got a little complicated. Uh, you know, they went to the, that little computer chip. So, I mean, which really ended up being the end of it because, you know, they handed me this stuff. You know, you show up for your week and, and uh, you know, you got this needle. There was a computer chip. You loaded the chip in there. You shot the chip into the fish's cheek. You know, they showed us how to do all this to release the fish. Well... There's no way to tell now if you reach fish. I can't tell if it's got that computer chip in it or not. You have to have this reader, which, you know, they were not able to supply one of those. I mean, I think they were like $700 or something yeah. for these chip readers. So it was like... Jamming a bunch of uh, chips. You know... Potentially putting more chips in the... Yeah, I could catch a the, fish and put yeah. another chip in. I had no way to tell whether it was tagged or not. Or You know what I mean? You can't see this chip. It's just a little yeah. chip in there in their in their cheek but uh 
Yeah, I mean, we, we tagged, I still got a lot of that information. It was back in the, in the mid-90s. I have, like, our, our little book of information. I tagged a couple flights. I think it ended up being, like, a couple thousand fish. <laughs> okay. Some of those tags showed up. I mean, the growth rate was slow, I and mean, it was amazing. You know, you catch a fish that was 45 inches in, in, in May, and, uh, or didn't have May, in, 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 like, you know, early season, June, in, in our June trip. And then uh, I can take up one in particular, like a year and a half later, in September we caught it and, you know, measured it again. And it was, it, it, it was, well, the first time we measured it was 45, second time it was 45 and a half, you know. And even laying those things down, there were sometimes you would catch a fish a year or two later and, uh, you know, it actually would be a little bit smaller. Something small. I mean, I don't. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and, and, and I've seen that. I've seen that with other people. You know, you're trying to get a good measurement. You're laying it down at a bump board, and you take a measurement. And, uh, and there's no these you, you, you can't really falsify the information. But uh, there was times when some, some, some things happened like that. But uh, now, That's a lot of chips. Or a lot, yeah. a lot of tags you went through. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, I would go up and we'd go up for the week or two weeks and I'd tag 50 fish and then the next guy would come up for a week or two and he'd tag his fish and, you know, we had it all on, the, you know, on like a spreadsheet and, you know, it, it, it was neat to catch the first fish. I mean, there, 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 was, there was one guy who got sent fish twice in the, in the same day. I'd go, uh, I'd go, let's touch base on that. I'd go up for my week and I would catch 50 fish. And touching back on what we were what we were talking about, it's one pole. It's one rod. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So that's, one one could say that if you were running three, you'd catch one hundred and fifty. That if, if you did that math, but that, <laughs> that was just that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it it, it 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 it's musky fishing though. You know, as you go exploring, I mean, you realize right. I mean, right now I have no desire to go exploring. There's lakes. There there's rock humps. There's areas that I know, you know, I, I, I went to a lake not too long ago that, uh, you know, I hadn't been to in probably eight years, you know, and we, we put on and decided, that, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're going to head out tonight, even though, you know, by the time we were moved in and everything, we just had a couple hours ago. I butted out, ran down to these rock rock piles that I knew knew were there, rock weed mix, and, uh, you know, we went casting and, uh, you know, we, we we got five fish. Those rock piles and that kind of stuff does not does not move. Uh, and it comes back to you know I spent enough time there that I have the confidence. Now you know when you just go there, these fish are not just jumping in the boat. <laughs> right, right. You know it's the same as Lake St. Clair. You know some people go to Lake St. Clair and, and uh, think oh this is going to be just simple. Well, it's not simple. <laughs> yeah, it's musky you know, fishing. It, it can be, but. Uh, you know, once you learn those bodies of water, you know, uh, you know, the, the, you're gonna have good weeks and bad weeks weather. You know, but uh, we we used to catch a lot of fish up there. We spent a lot of time there, and uh, you know, as time went on, you know, obviously when I was a kid, going with my grandpa, we didn't catch fish like that. But that's back in the days that everybody kept them. You know, there was a musky board on the on the wall. You know, when you caught a fish, you brought it in. If it was 38 inches, they put your name on the board, 38 incher. You know, and I remember that board being like just, you know, overlapped. A few lines. <laughs> you know, hmm. 
it was a big deal to see your name on that board. Absolutely. And it just went from that to just, you know, <laughs> you fill the board in a day on a lot of those lakes now. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, you know, Canada is just not, I mean, it's an awesome place, endless, endless fishing. That's the draw to it. You hear all the, I mean, how many times have you heard, st- when I was growing up, I was, got to go to Canada. That's where all the fish are. That's where the one hanging on, you know, Grandpap's basement that's where that fish is from and and you know you just hear stories like that and it makes you think you know you have got to go up there it really is endless fishing since it's, it's some of the i mean it's beautiful too i mean you got all those rock stru- stru- structures out there uh you know like a, just a rock in the middle of a lake with a house on it a little hot, like a little boat, like st- I think stuff like that's neat. I mean, especially fishing Pennsylvania lakes, uh, in New York lakes, and you know, you look over and it's like a, a row of cottages, and then you know, a highway, a highway, you hear construction, you hear all this crazy stuff, uh, you know, and then you and then you go up there and you see that stuff. And I mean, even if you pull out a map and you look at you know, like a, a map of like Ontario or anything. You just see all these like little things of water. It's crazy how much water is up there, and you would need lifetimes and lifetimes to to Did, to, uh, to, to to get on all all that stuff. That's the the crazy Canadian draw. Were you guys harassed by any jet skis or water skiers on Nipissing? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, uh-uh. Dan was a little worked up. There was like two other boats. Yeah. I saw. There was two uh, two other boats, and it was just crazy. And I mean, sometimes people up here you could slap hands if you reach out the side <laughs> of your your boat. You could you could you know. It, Better watch the planer board lights so not get tangled. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just crazy to to think about. I mean, then uh, when I was younger, I mean, people were going up there. There was lodges that would make food for everybody. You know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner was made and then you hear about all these shore lunches and all this other crazy stuff that that happens up there i mean it's a fishing paradise what's the uh what's the water look like that that water on nipissing was pretty it was actually i would call it stained i mean it was it was like a a clear stain i mean it wasn't like you couldn't see bottom in 20 feet Mm-mm. no no, so you could relate to that with what you're... Yeah, around here. I remember Todd talking about where where he would go sometimes. It would just seem like it was crystal clear. What about that, like, Lake St. Clair? Like, that, that color of that water, that's, like, blue. It's, I mean... It's, yeah, it looks like you're in, the, in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, I'm... What's up with that? That's probably something to do with minerals and whatnot in that... In Pollution. That, that water, food dye, <laughs> food coloring. Yeah, <laughs> but the, yeah, it's it a little, little darker as you get down towards the Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more, a little bit of blood in the water and stuff. Blood <laughs> <laughs> and pollution. No, no, I should. The tears of the auto industry. The tears of the auto. Industry. <laughs> back on the mend. Oh. Yeah, you hear all those Canadian stories. It just makes you. I'd like to go. My biggest thing is to travel. I don't know. I'm I'm not much of a traveler. I'm a 
I'm a burger and bun kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. worth it. I, I mean, we, we were up there for a day. It was awesome. You drove for two days to fish for one day. Fish for one day. It was. A, it was. Yeah, and that and that's crazy. I mean, I'd never done anything like that. Yeah. We 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 weren't planning that, but that's just how how that's how the weather played it for you guys. It's another thing. That's, that's, yeah, because that it, that what what drove you guys off was the the remnants of that giant Category Five hurricane that hit Mexico. I think that's you right. guys said you were driving home in nothing but rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. Yeah. Leftover. Hurricane, yeah. Which it's the same like anything else. I mean, this is a, this was big. You know, it's big water. It, it was odd, like you know, like Matt was just saying. You know, we were talking about like the guy had fished somewhere else the day before, and it was like a two-hour drive. Mm-hmm. It was on the same lake. It was on the same lake, yeah. But it was a two-hour drive. Uh, two-hour drive it, it, in, in in like the boat or a two-hour drive like no on a no, in, in 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 the vehicle to get around to that other end he said it would be quicker to go by by water probably but uh at three miles know. per gallon probably isn't cheaper yeah yeah then you're dealing with fog issues and just travel issues and stuff so but i mean he pointed to the one side there and he's like there are no roads on this side of this lake yeah wow. it's indian territory yeah we heard like a rifle blast and we were over near the mouth of the trench or somewhere like that and mm-hmm. Boom! We heard roughly said probably another moose. He said we don't see a lot of moose. They just shoot them up here. <laughs> you know. Uh, so you know there you know there's a lot of areas like that. He so when you go to those big bodies of water, you deal with the same thing. You know, uh, the, those guys at Saint Clair, they have days they have to cancel their trips. There's no doubt about it. You yeah. know. Uh, they, you know, they get to shuffle people around. It's just the same as fishing, uh, you know, like, you know, the way we're accustomed to going on in Lake Erie on the walleye chargers. They'll, they'll go for days and they cannot do them. Uh, you know, I, a lot of the lakes that I went to, which is why I still enjoy, I enjoy going up to that part of Canada uh, much more than going to Lake St. Clair. It's all personal preference, you know. I would rather go to a lake where I know I can get out on the water and fish as long as it's not lightning. I, I get out there and do it. I don't have to worry about how marked up it is and I got to drive 20 miles across the lake, uh, how windy is it going to be, what if a big storm rolls up, you know. I, I just enjoy that. I cast, I troll, I'm not casting out in the middle of nowhere when I'm under in downtown Detroit, but that's just yeah. my own personal preference, I mean. Uh, you know the, the amount of fish catching under there is crazy. But uh, you know, I have more fun when I go up to the areas I'm familiar with in Canada, that whole core of the Lake Region. Uh, yeah, that's see. where I tend to take my my week. You know, right. and I go nowadays is up, up to that area. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it sucks getting blown off the water. How about when? He said, uh, Dan said that he used to have these legend boats. Him and everybody had these legend boats. I think legends, aren't they aluminum? They are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. He yeah. was talking about how the halls would split on them. And they, I was like, oh, from, I was like from running into like a structure, like a crazy shoal out there or whatnot. And he's like, no, from the waves. So, I mean, that, that, that big water must kick up like crazy. I mean, they were, he, he said, I think he said he went through two. Quickly, you know, it, it takes a really good bilge. 
to uh, bilge pump to stop a hull that's cracked in half. Yeah, in that in that in that big water like that. I mean, I, I would imagine that the waves there get as big as they do in in you know Lake Erie on a bad day. I mean, that's what I kept comparing it to, especially when I was looking around and I couldn't see, uh, you know, a shoreline and whatnot. Uh, you know. It's just crazy, yeah. And I mean, you had to drive somewhere. If you wanted to tuck away from a storm, you could, but it was a two-hour drive in a car towing a boat. That's pretty insane. A lot of water. It's oh, it's it's crazy. I mean, so 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 much water. I mean, it, you have to take weeks up there and break it down into sections of a body of water like that. Which I agree with Todd. I mean, I would I would like to go somewhere where, yeah, well, if it's you know, 30 mile an hour winds, we can still tuck away in these areas, you know, surrounded by a couple of mountains and whatnot, and we can still fish here. And mm-hmm. I don't have to go home for a week or just sit here with my, you know, twiddling my thumbs. So, I mean, that's nice. A, Overall, good trip. Yeah, that was fun. Todd, what's your favorite, your, your fav, favorite Canadian Memory, catching a fish. I mean, you have so many up there. You have the family stuff. Oh, gosh, I, mean, I caught my first muskie up there. I caught my first legal ones, you know, the first ones that we took in. I caught my, uh, I mean, geez. It, it's, just, it's just endless, you know. My first 50-incher, that was special. It was on a jerk bait. Uh, got a neat double with my, my dad's... Uh, Got a neat double with my dad one time where the boats were up and off at the same time. And, you know, I got a 32, he got a 52. It's uh, incredible. That, 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 that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, just tons. I mean, the weeks that we spent there, just, you know, some of those cottages were like a second home practically. <laughs> we're we're going to be doing more of these Canadian podcasts, and I have really nothing to add to it, but. So I just I'm give having it. a hard time. I mean, I can go anywhere. I mean, so I can take m- yeah, week yeah. by week. Then some I, of I, our best weeks, I, some of our worst weeks. <laughs> well, this is yeah. what we're going to do. We're going to end this. We're at a, just almost an hour and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. We're going to end this on a story, and it doesn't have to be the craziest. Just pick a good story, and just we'll 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 end it on that. Give us the whole the whole scenario. Okay, I'll give you I'll I'll give you one a good story that I have. I, I tell this to some people. When, when we're doing our charters, when people ask about, you know, do these fish, you know, some people say, you know, they breach often, do they jump often. So I'm, I'm, I was trolling with my, my dad uh, early season, I think it was about the second week of the season, and I was trolling just outside the edge of the weeds. We, we just got there. I, I, I break it up a lot. I mean, we used to cast all the time up there. No, I mix it up, you know. So I, I like to troll when I first get there to check out the weeds because where, where, they grow differently every year. Uh, you know, I first got a GPS. I mean, I knew the weeds grew differently every year, but, you know, I took the time to go out and map all this out. And you go the next year, and it's not even anywhere close, uh, you know, to where it is. So, you know, I'll jump in, and I'll go hit a couple of days, and I'm like, okay, let's put some lines out. I'm going to see where the weeds look, where, you know, where the weeds look the nicest, whatever, and then we'll stop, stop and start picking that apart casting. But... So I'm, I'm, I'm trolling down uh, right outside the outside edge of the weeds. I was in like, a, you know, 12, 13 feet of water. And uh, I just happened to be like looking in, looking towards shore. There was a, you know, I know it's a sandy area. And 
I saw this. I saw a big musky come up, you know, just just come up the surface. I saw a head come out, sort of his back. So it, you know, dorsal fin, everything. I I knew it was a big fish. Normally, when you see that, <laughs> you don't catch those fish. Now you tend to see. I don't see that a lot early season. Uh, you know, I see it a lot in the middle of the summer, and you know, those fish are not good. But anyhow, it was a big fish. So I'm trolling my tent. I said, "Man, you should have seen the size of that." musky I just saw I said land it, it it was right in there on the inside right right in that nice cabbage in on that sand just for the heck of it let's go over there and pull drift so reeled in all of our rods which is that's the one nice thing when you want to switch gears there there's nothing to it you reel your pole in and you grab your casting pole you know it's not a big tear down set up rod holders I got one rod holder sitting on the side of my boat yeah okay you want to switch you reel it in and you go. So yeah, we pulled in, and I, I, I was just getting up to that area. I know there was, you know, there's some sand in there, and uh, I, I had a jerk bait on, and bam, 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 hit it a couple times, and I felt a fish just hit it. Just, uh, yeah, I felt a fish smack it. Boom! I pulled it real hard, and I said, "Dab it!" Yeah, I just had one hit it. Bam, bam, jerked about two more times. Boom! Felt the fish smack it again. Nothing. I was like, "Damn it!" You know, jerk. <laughs> Jerk, jerk. I did like three more jerks and boom, I, you know, the fish grabbed it. I set the hook. It was probably about 20 feet from the boat. I, I didn't see the fish at this time and I was like, I got him that time. And, uh, you know, the fish are, you know, the, the, the lake we were on, like I said, it's a perch lake. There's one thing these fish like to do. It is jump. They can jump and they can jump really high. They're not the fattest fish in the world. They're not like Nipissing Georgian Bay fish. But they're a lot of fun, and they will skyrocket. And this fish, after I said I got him that time, I, I was standing on the bow of the boat. So you take the fish ended up being fifty. It was fifty and three quarter inches long, and it, the tail it just shot straight up in the air. The tail of the fish was every bit of four feet out of the water. Wow! I mean, like a rocket. And so I'm standing there, like twenty feet from the boat. 20 feet off the front of the boat, that fish is, my, my line was going up in the air, like towards this fish. And it, it does the, you know, it does the flop back and forth after it jumps like that, curse splashes on the water, hits the water, and I still have it on. My dad, he does not fish all that much for them, but, you know, he was like, holy, you know what, that yeah. thing, that's a 50 incher. And I was like, I think it is, you know? But, uh, yeah, we ended up fighting fish, getting it in. And, I mean, it's just one of those jumps you don't forget. I mean, it was as high as the ceilings in, in your house is how high that fish's head was out of the water. It was a, it was a crazy uh, – and, and, and for the fish to, to hit it three times, it was just charging the bait the first two. I just felt, like I said, the wrap, bam, bam, and then it grabbed the third time. I really haven't had that many fish do that either, that you felt it hit two or three times. Wow. But, uh, and it was right exactly where we saw that yeah. fish we were trolling. Yeah, see. So and the one I saw was big. I have a feeling it was the same one. <laughs> was was that your first fifty? No. no okay. Okay. No, I didn't know. I didn't no, know. It wasn't the first one, but it was. It was. It was a. Uh, it was a fifty. It was a fifty, and it was a special one. It was quite. It was quite the leap. I can still picture it right now. I'll never. You know that that image will never be out of my mind. Hi, that fish jumped. Uh, yeah. Too bad you didn't have a GoPro. Oh, yeah. Let's take crappy videos. 
They take crappy videos. But it's a video, uh, nonetheless. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like them. I don't like them. We should do that. We'll touch base on a Canadian story every every couple of podcasts. You have a, a, a whole Rolodex of them. That, that, those are awesome oh, to hear. I, I could I just sit here and you listen know, to those all day. For, for, from from now on, what I'm gonna do, you know, like I said, we're gonna do we're gonna do Canadian ones more often. That's awesome. Uh, just because we are gonna be winding down here soon. Um, I, I, I talked earlier when, when when I said those guys drove back in that hurricane. Or the remnants of it. My little slice of heaven. Uh, the stream gauge was like at two or three feet. What is it? It, it shot up to nine feet, literally overnight. That's like roaring. It, it went from yeah, it went up like six feet overnight. So we're gonna have some stable weather this week, depending how much rain. I I can get back on track, but I I, I gotta have the weather cooperate. Yeah. But um, so. I'll be bank yanking until then because I'm not putting the boat in on that. Real bank yanking, not real bank yanking, not not, not Vance's stuff that bank I can yanking. Confuse it with. <laughs> yeah, but so you know we'll get that. I'm I'm hoping that soon we're gonna get Greg Thomas on, and you guys got a nice little story about Greg going up to Canada with you. Yeah. And uh, but we're at hour seventeen. I'd say go. that we, we got enough content for this one, so... Absolutely. Uh, Z Musky products on Facebook, fattyzmusky.com. You could uh, look up Todd Young, book him for next year. Are you booked yet for next year, Todd? I think I have one day booked right now. Oh, you have one day open. No, one day booked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even make the calendar yet. Somebody called in order to... Or someone called and booked a trip, and I was looking at the date that... It was like, we're going to be there August 8th. And this was like in the end of August. And I, I sent the person a message. I said, I, look, I, I obviously put the wrong date or something. I mean, it's, it's August 18th or whatever right now. She said, oh, no, no, we're, we're planning our vacation for next year. And we called and you didn't have any openings. We, we're, we're picking our day right now. <laughs> you just said, I have one day on the book and it's August 8th. <laughs> August, yeah, right, as of right now, I'm all open except for August eight, but I didn't make my calendar yet. So there, yeah, it, it'll it, it, there's gonna be more than that. So I gotta find that old email because I think it's August eighth. I gotta remember. Oh jeez. Yeah. So uh, I know I saved it. So mcfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Also, uh, Todd Young on Facebook. You're more vocal on that, or more accessible. And uh, invite him to be your friend. He'll be your friend on Facebook. Yeah. Book a trip next. Book a trip next year and <laughs> get friends. your chance to uh, use Mitch. Oh yeah, it's Mitch. Special, special lore. It's gonna be hard for me to try to let's say let's sell Mitch Never. just at an auction. He'll be getting hit next year. <laughs> special lore. Who knows? Maybe maybe later this. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch just had. I mean. There's just something about Mitch. I mean, Mitch is going to go on any trip that I do from now on. Absolutely. And people could use just because of it's, the stories. I mean, yeah. Hysterical. I got a 10-inch Mitch that I'm looking at right now that I think that the rightful owner of um, is in Illinois right now. I think. I, I don't know. I could be misspeaking here. He's going to say keep the 10-inch or give me the one that keeps getting... Well, yeah. see, it was it wasn't. It's I don't not care for him. About the dates. It's not for him. It's for the guy that I messed it up for. 
That's the and then that's how it began. That's what. The, that's that's how it all began. But I, I'm just looking at that. I'm like, I might just have to keep that one. <laughs> Love it. So, uh, all right. Uh, until next time, guys uh, and girls. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, good luck fishing.